Fualcha, 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 Akharja Gale, and welcome to the Rebel Matters podcast. I am your host, Anlo Carlan. This is episode 110, and for today's show, I felt like doing a little bit of a solo run. The last episode with Akhlas Alaza came out a few weeks ago, and thank you very much to everyone who got in contact about that episode. The show hasn't been coming out as regularly as I would like them to be coming out, and that is just because I've had so much on in the last while since coming back from the three months in Palestine, where I was working on the Akli Palestine project. I loved being out there working on Ackley Palestine but after 12 weeks I definitely felt like I needed a bit of a break when I came home and just unfortunately we went through a really challenging period of time with Ackley Cork pretty much as soon as I landed back which resulted in us having to take a bit of a break for four or five weeks with Ackley Cork so that we could regroup and refocus our efforts to keep Ackley Cork on the road so it's been a tough four or five weeks just working on that and trying to balance that with getting a bit of a break and recharging the batteries. Thankfully Ackley Cork is reopening today so I'm just recording this episode before I head in there to do a shift in the gym for the evening. And as tough as the last month or so has been in terms of keeping Ackley Cork on the road and working our way through the challenges that were uh, present with Ackley Cork. I do feel like I was kind of learning a lot along the way, the same as has happened in the past, going through really difficult periods of time. And I've noticed over the years that the more challenging uh, the situations are, the more I kind of lean on some some routines, daily routines and weekly routines to help get through the the challenging period and come out stronger on the other side and I thought it might be cool to do a wee podcast about those things. So over the last couple of weeks I've just been noting down the routines and the little habits that I like to kind of tighten up and brush up on whenever things get challenging and personally challenging or challenging from a professional perspective as well and I just thought it'd be cool just to talk about them a wee bit and if you find them useful if you're going through a tough time yourself then happy days and if you don't find them useful then that's all good as well at least you'll get a wee bit of an insight of the process that I go through whenever I feel like the pressure is on. So I have about 10 or 12 things that uh, I'm just gonna talk away a bit and I suppose it's important to mention that they're not like instructions and not uh, something that like I'm saying everybody else has to do. These are my personal things that I've just grown into and have become familiar with as things that really help to set me up to to be able to deal with uh, a high workload or whenever there seems to be too many things happening at the same time, yet I don't feel like I'm really getting anything done or when I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed with all of the stuff that I feel like I've committed to. It's also maybe a good thing to say at this point, if you feel like you might want to implement one or two of these things into your own daily or weekly routines, is that you don't have to do them all at the same time. Actually, I don't even do them all at the same time. I kind of do them one by one and as I need them, but I know that I do make an effort to try and tighten up on most of these things when I can foresee a challenging period coming down the road. Like if I know we're going to be heading into a period of high workload next week, I'll do my best to kind of touch base with most of these things. And some of them don't take a lot of time or effort. But at the same time, it's not like you can't get really class stuff done when you haven't got all of these things Uh, taken care of at the end of the day building a daily routine or some kind of structures around uh, your life when you're going through a period of pressure or challenge the point of it is to make getting through that period easier and more efficient and more effective so I suppose one 
underlying goal of all this stuff is not to make the challenging period more challenging by giving you a massive list of stuff to do so we'll blast into them anyway and if some of them resonate with you and you feel like it's useful then happy days but i suppose it is good to keep in mind not to get overwhelmed by the things that you'd like to do to help stop yourself getting overwhelmed from other things if you know what i mean Anyway, as I was saying earlier, this is the first day back open after five weeks for Ackley Cork and I'm looking forward to getting started and having people back in the place in our Cork City Centre training facility and spending a bit of time with the members and having a bit of life about the place. We spent the last few weeks doing a few renovations in the facility and just kind of getting ready for the next chapter in the Ackley journey. We put a pretty heavy weekend last week and then I headed off to the All Together Now Festival where I was doing a wee talk with Harrison Gardner who I've had on the show in episode 99. If you want to check that out, Harrison has been doing absolutely amazing work up in County Clare with Common Knowledge, which you should definitely check out on uh, Instagram. Steve, see the stuff that they're doing around... Um, building in a sustainable way and empowering people to become more independent when it comes to being able to play a part in building and maintaining and developing their home and everything that goes along with that from learning how to use tools learning basic DIY skills and understanding more about the technicalities of building and they've even been inviting other people to come into their space to give workshops on things like uh, sustainability and mending clothes and different things like that so it's definitely worth checking out common knowledge on instagram and seeing what harrison has been getting up to the all together now festival was actually class and a really good uh, opportunity to recharge the batteries right before we get stuck into the uh, the work with Ackley again especially after the last couple of years when we didn't really have that many opportunities to get together en masse the way that we do now and in particular for me like I really value the chance to come together at festivals like All Together Now and Body and Soul which was a few weeks ago as well and just unreal to be able to meet up with friends that you might not have seen for a while and there was quite a few people who came up and um, mentioned that they listened to the podcast which is always a lovely wee boost a special shout out to Shifra who is working on the Happy Valley coffee stand definitely the best coffee in my opinion at the All Together Night Festival they were at Body and Soul as well and Schaefer mentioned that she was listening to the podcast and like actually it does make a huge difference especially when the podcast is going through a bit of a challenging time in itself with the episodes being a little bit less regular. I remember coming away from the Happy Valley coffee stand with my coffee in hand thinking I'm definitely going to get an episode out now. So thanks very much for the wee booster Schaefer. Highlights from the Body and Soul Festival include seeing Jungle on the Friday night Clara Sands was absolutely rocking her place as were Saint Sister and I really enjoyed Underworld and Strange Boy was amazing uh, on the Sunday. We also went up on the Big Ferris Wheel which was good crack. Got delicious food from my goodness who were present there and I also have a lovely stand in the English market in Cork if anybody is ever looking for some delicious vegan treats. My Goodness is run by Donal and Virginia O'Gara and Virginia was a guest on the show as well way back in the day episode 84 in November 2020 which is well worth a listen if you want to find out a little bit about what is behind My Goodness and the people who run it. Over the last number of weeks we also had a fundraiser in the Workman's Club Hip Hop for Palestine to raise a couple of quid for the Ackley Palestine project. That project was primarily organised by our friend Maury who gathered up a great group of hip hop artists to perform on the night and we had 
a lovely wee crew as well looking after the merch stand selling raffle tickets and also a lot of people who contributed to the raffle so to everyone who made that such a successful night we raised over 8,000 euro on the night and that is a massive contribution to the overall fundraising target that we have got for Ackley Palestine and while we're on the thank yous I just want to say a massive thank you to all of the supporters of the podcast over on Patreon I know the shows haven't been coming out as regularly but I'm still really passionate about the Rebels Matters podcast as a show and as a project and I'm looking forward to what we can achieve with it in the coming months and I am working towards making the podcast more regular and um, organising episodes with guests, doing more solo runs and keeping the show on the road and like the show is on the road very much thanks to the patrons of the show who have supported the show over the last few months whenever I was away in Palestine when we didn't have any episodes coming out over the last little while when the episodes have been a little bit more less frequent than usual so I'm very very grateful to everyone who has been supporting the show <coughs> the show on Patreon currently and who supported the show on Patreon in the past I couldn't be doing this without you and I really appreciate your support what else before we get started properly Yesterday marked the beginning of the Ladi Centre's International Summer Camp and I know that there's a few people out there who have gone on the summer camp because you've been following the podcast and following the Acti Palestine project in general. The International Summer Camp is an absolutely amazing experience. I did it myself back in August 2018 and that's where the Acti Palestine project came about in the first place but it's an amazing opportunity to learn more about what's happening in Palestine and in particular in the West Bank and the various facets of the occupation and the struggle for Palestinian liberation. So I'm very happy that there is a good crew out there with the Ladi Centre now and especially happy that there are a few people who have found the summer camp through the podcast and through the Ackley Palestine project. They are all going to have a great experience out there a difficult challenging time but also a very rewarding and educational couple of weeks if anybody is interested in finding out more about the summer camp for the future then you can check out the Ladi Centre's Instagram page it's just at Ladi Centre on Instagram and you'll be able to keep up to date with the different things that the summer camp participants end up taking part in over the next couple of weeks and if you're interested in visiting Palestine then that is definitely a good way to do it and do it in a way that you know you're going to be making a positive contribution to the work that's going on out there already as well we have got the um, volunteer program through the Ackley Palestine project you can go to the Ackley website ackley.ie and go onto the Ackley Palestine page and find out more about how to volunteer if you work in the field of strength and conditioning movement training yoga pilates dance martial arts or any of the related fields then there's an opportunity to go and volunteer in Ackley Palestine so you can go and find out more about that on the Ackley website. Right let's see what we can put together for the rest of this episode here are some of the strategies and routines that I use for whenever the go and get stuff. So to put this episode in context, these are some of the strategies and routines that I've developed, I suppose, over the years, but I just took a few notes on over the last couple of weeks as I was navigating my way through a very challenging and relatively difficult period of time when it came to the various projects that I'm involved in, especially in relation to the Ackley Cork Personal Training Facility. If you're a listener of the show, then you might already be aware that I spent three months between 
February and May of this year out in Palestine, working on the Ackley Palestine Project, which is a community gym that is based in the Eider refugee camp in Bethlehem in the West Bank. The project started initially in August 2018, as I mentioned in the introduction, while I was on the international summer camp with the Ladi Centre. And since then, like a lot has happened, we've gone through the pandemic. Uh, we lost our mother under tragic circumstances. Uh, coming up on two years ago now, in the end of September this year. And the project has been growing bit by bit ever since we came up with the idea uh, in that uh, late night chat with Salah Jarma in 2018 who we also lost very sadly last year in April 2021 but the project kind of started off like a seedling and it wasn't as wide ranging as it is now initially we were thinking okay we'll build a wee gym with some very basic equipment and we'll set it up and then basically kind of that's as far as we looked but since then the project has grown legs which is absolutely brilliant because it's meant that we've been able to expand the reach of the project both in the scope of the work that we're doing in the camp and the actual facility itself the project started off with developing a room that was basically just an old disused garage full of rubbish in the, a beautiful movement space, getting the gym equipment in, starting to train staff over there on how to work with people from the camp. And like same as we have in Ackley Cork, a very wide ranging kind of variety of different needs and abilities uh, with the people who are coming in to use the gym. And then integrating the gym unit and the physical training unit of the Ladsy Centre into the other units that are working within the centre, uh, especially the community health workers unit. We've also been documenting the process of the Ackley Palestine project and interviewing people at the camp and uh, we're working on making a film about life in the camp, kind of using the Ackley Palestine project as the starting point, the kind of platform to start telling the story from. And we also have really developed our fundraising efforts. There have been so many people who have come on board to help uh, raise money and organize little independent fundraisers for the project. And Shiva Brock is on board now as the fundraising coordinator for the project. And of course, we've been organizing the trips out to Palestine as well, bringing small crews out to um, take part in a week or two weeks of work out as part of the project and Sally McMonagall has been out photo documenting the whole thing as well and that's kind of resulted in a photo exhibition about the project which we showed at the K-Fest festival down in Clorgan not so long ago. The exhibition is actually now hanging up in Ackley Cork as of last week. It was one of the last things that I did to get the place ready was hang up that photo exhibition. So with all those elements of the Ackley Palestine project and coupled with working under the conditions that the occupation have imposed on the residents of the Ida camp and the people of Palestine in general, on top of keeping Ackley Cork on track and working away on the Rebel Matters podcast, there's been a lot going on. And there definitely has been times where I felt like, right, something has to go here. What are we going to do? I'll stop doing the podcast or shut down Ackley Cork? Literally all the options were on the table. I even was up all night one night thinking about the absolute mess that I was facing into. And I just thought, fuck it. Well, I'll just buy a camper van and I'll just drive around for a couple of years with Nancy and record podcasts and live by the beach. And I suppose in the dead of night when you just really can't sleep because you're feeling worried about stuff or overwhelmed that just legging it like that can seem like a quite appealing option but at the end of the day I end up getting thinking about the various projects that have been involved in the various projects that have been involved in setting up and the people that have had the pleasure of working with as part of those projects and all of the people that I've met through the projects 
and also the aims and objectives that kind of set out to achieve with things like the podcast and Ackley Palestine and Ackley Cork and making the film and at the end of the day whenever I've been facing into challenges and situations and times when the pressure was really really on and it seemed like just shutting it down and running away was a good option it has come down to me doing a bit of soul searching about like how much do I want to be involved in the projects that I'm involved in? How much do I believe in the work that we're doing? And I suppose sometimes the answer to that comes out like I believe in the vast majority of the stuff that we're doing, but sometimes maybe there's a few aspects of a couple of projects that I'm not fully behind or aren't totally in line with the way they would like the things to do things. And then I can just kind of make a decision to drop those things or whatever carry on but ultimately I do feel like over the course of years that going through these periods of high pressure where um, things are really on the line that the very first thing that happens to me is I start doing a bit of soul searching about how much I want to be involved in the things and how much I believe in the work that I'm doing and ultimately that's the thing that stops me from shutting it down and just disappearing up the mountains for a couple of years or something like that having said that in the last few weeks I did get a camper van and I have done a few trips away which have been absolutely amazing and uh, soul enriching so I'm 100% not writing off going on trips in the camper van going up mountains jumping into the sea going to festivals and stuff like that to recharge the batteries but uh, I feel after that um, few sleepless nights and soul searching that I know that I really want to still be involved in the projects that I'm involved in and if just shutting them down and sticking the head in the sand isn't going to be the option that I'm going to take then I was thinking right well, I'm going to need some other options some other strategies to get through this period of time and keep the projects on the road and also be after, be able to kind of mind myself and look after myself so that I'm coming out of the other side of the challenging period in a stronger position, like a more resilient position. And to build things in a way that to use uh, Nassim Taleb's term, anti-fragile, where you're going through challenging periods and coming out stronger on the other side rather than going through challenging periods and coming out completely broken. And it's maybe a good time to add now at this at this point like everyone goes through different kind of challenges in life we all do and we all respond to them differently I'm sure there are some things that are kind of common which is part of the reason why I wanted to record this podcast in the first place in case there are some common things that you might be able to take away from this podcast and but at the same time it's not like blanket uh everyone doesn't react to situations in the same way and everyone doesn't experience pressure in the same way and certainly we all don't go through the same challenges in the same way but we all do go through challenges that's for sure I can say that definitely but um it's just I just want to kind of be cognizant of the fact that the experiences that I go through in the way that I have kind of tried to kind of manage them and deal with them might not be totally relevant for everyone and that's all good as well and at the same time some of the stuff might resonate with you but anyway once I kind of got through that period of soul searching and I've been through that process and more times than I can count where I'm just kind of checking in with myself being like is this definitely what I want to be doing like do I still am I still really passionate about this stuff am I able to manage the workload and still kind of maintain my physical and mental health and have time to do other things that aren't got to do with work or professional life or whatever um and sometimes it comes out you know maybe this aspect of this project or this bit of work has served its purpose and it's time to move on from it and uh, on this occasion i decided that a hundred percent I still want to be involved in the things that I'm involved in and the following things are some of the stuff that, that I came up with just um, to help to manage those things. And the first thing is 
the to recognize that um self worth is bigger and more important than any of the things that are going on at the minute certainly whenever the pressure is mounting and when things are getting tough i suppose that's when the overwhelm starts coming and for me personally that's when i start thinking shit everything's after going to the dogs i feel like a bag of shit um and having really negative kind of self-talk like that and that's why this is the first thing on my list is given recognition and given space to the fact that our own self-worth is much bigger and much more important than anything that's going on at the minute anything that's happening right now is temporary as to say in the shanukal neil and enwood akshal everything is but for a while and that's definitely the case when i look back at any of the major challenges that i've faced in the past and come through them so that first one really feeds into the second one for me which is to take some time in the morning to connect with myself after the night's rest and that's a really good opportunity to do a bit of stretching put a couple of minutes aside just to remind myself about um the first point that like we're all like one-off magical creations way more important than anything that happens to be going on in our professional lives certainly and i think that i've actually put these two things first and second because whenever the workload starts piling up on your desk and there's meetings to go to people to call emails to respond to places to be for me these are some of the the first things that end up going out the window unless i make a conscious decision to build them into my daily routine so for the morning for me is about waking up having a cup of coffee doing a bit of stretching maybe getting a bit of reading done and going for a wee walk outside with the pup and that really sets me up in a way that i feel like i've looked after myself first before i start looking after different aspects of life which is pretty empowering uh, sometimes it means i need to get up quite early in the morning to do it but there hasn't ever been a time when i felt like doing that wasn't worthwhile or i haven't felt better after doing it and when the first lockdown kicked in in 2020 as just got into the habit of doing a bit of yoga a bit of stretching in the morning for like 10 or 20 minutes taking a few minutes to focus on breathing and just doing that really makes it sets the day up i guess and that's the opportunity to get a bit of breakfast as well like i do believe in that thing about breakfast being the most important meal of the day because there are times for sure when i jump out of bed and i'm after taking a bit of a lie-in and i have to get out of the house as fast as possible leg it to a meeting or leg it into the gym to do a bit of training with people or whatever the case may be skip breakfast and then later on in the day and energy is low i'm starving and i end up buying food kind of on the fly out there which might not be the most nutritious food but aside from that i think that eating breakfast does tie into the uh, theme of reconnecting with yourself in the morning time and even just doing a little bit of preparation the night before like sticking the oats in a pot and soaking them overnight or whatever the case may be really helps to uh, make the morning routine go a little bit smoother and it it definitely helps set me up for the day anyway morning routines are something that you hear people talking about often and i'm very conscious that people's morning mornings aren't always completely under their own 
realm of control because you might have other people to look after or kids that get out to school or whatever the case may be so I kind of hesitate to say this is what everybody should be doing in the morning but for me personally the value that I get out of the morning is just that opportunity to reconnect with myself even if it's a couple of minutes and uh, kind of clear the head or doing a little bit of stretching really helps to get my body ready for whatever ahead in the day but it also does wonders for the mind as well so I think that's maybe something that can be uh, a bit more universal than the specifics of the routine is just to take a little bit of time in the morning to settle yourself down look after the head and get yourself ready for whatever it is you need to do in the day for me that's getting a cup of coffee doing a bit of stretching and a wee bit of breathing going for a wee dander with a dog and maybe if I have the chance to sit down and read a few pages of a book then that really does help to set me up as I was saying earlier this isn't the list that uh, anybody has to go and try and do the entire list and for me whenever I was writing this list out for myself I was going for the things that give the most amount of kind of benefit or the best results for the least amount of effort and the the next one is definitely the one that is the least amount of effort out of all of them and that is the drink at least two liters of water a day just the amount of water that we have just has such a strong impact on pretty much every system of the body from the digestive system to your energy and concentration levels it just has such a major impact on us and for such a small amount of effort all you have to do is get a bottle of water and sip on it and drink two liters of water a day it has such a positive impact on my day when i'm doing it and i notice it mostly during the days whenever i don't do it i feel dehydrated and um just don't feel as good so i think that drinking two liters of water a day is pretty good thing to integrate into life in general when we're not under pressure but when we are under pressure it's another one of those things that for me tends to get pushed down the list a wee bit so that's why I have it on number three on my list just to remind myself to drink two litres of water a day I've got a bottle of water sitting right beside me at the minute to start uh, getting the two litres in and I think that's a pretty solid uh, piece of self-advice the next one that I have down is to make a prioritized list and to approach that list with a kind of stoic attitude in terms of getting through the list doing the most important thing first giving yourself a bit of a break and then moving on to the next important thing I generally always have a wee bulleted journal at hand and a couple of years ago I noticed that my brother Carver was keeping quite a regular journal in this weird little diary that had loads of spots on it and I just asked him about it and he mentioned to me that he had read a book called The Bullet Journal Method so he lent it to me and I read it and it was basically the instructions for a pretty simple and flexible method of journaling that encompasses like keeping track of the most important things that you did each day of the month to making prioritized lists and making little planning diagrams and stuff like that so for the last couple of years I've been kind of uh, keeping the journal in a way I suppose in line with the bullet journal method uh, certain aspects of it anyway and one of the things that I took away from uh, practicing the bullet journal method was making a prioritized list making the list with the most important things on top and whenever I've done it just crossing it off crossing it off the list actually at the beginning I became so excited about this kind of prioritized list system that I was banging through everything one after another bang 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 getting everything on the list done in a really short space of time and I ended up knackered at the end of it so 
what I do now generally is get something on the most important thing on the list done, take a little break, come back to it, do the next one and just keep checking it off the list. And I don't know why having a prioritized list makes such a massive, has such a massive impact on how efficiently I can work, but just makes things better. It, it puts it down on paper, I suppose, and gives you an idea of what are the more important things and what are the things I can wait for a while. And maybe just as important as that, it gives you kind of an end point to the work or you can at least set yourself a point in time to stop working or say, okay, when I get these ones done, I'm going to take a break and then you can go off and do something to kind of recharge the batteries a bit. And that's actually another one of the points that I have on my own list here is to set a finishing time for work because the very nature of the kind of challenging periods that we're talking about here in the podcast means that you probably have got an absolute ton of things to get through, different projects or different aspects of the same project or different things you need to take care of. And in that kind of environment, a major thing to kind of take care of is is not to burn out to stay healthy and stay like energized and present and one definite way of getting burnt out is having a never-ending list that you're just constantly attached to and having the kind of attitude that you just have to keep working without a break until you're in the clear and in my experience like the list never ends anyway even getting out through the challenge and periods of time, when it comes to the work that you have to do, there's still going to be things that need to be done. So it's like lists are never ending, which is why I make the effort to prioritize them and to make a note of when I'm happy to stop working for a while. Gives you an end point. And actually scheduling in time for stuff that is not got to do with work for me becomes even more important the busier I get scheduling in time to go for a walk or to do my own training and stuff like that uh, becomes way more important for me whenever there is the potential to just keep working all the time and scheduling in that time is a major sort of uh tool or strategy against to protect yourself against getting burnt out which leads me into actually the next point which is you know have you ever heard that phrase change your physiology to change your psychology and like I use this one is in many different ways like whenever I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed there can be times whenever I feel like there's so many things to do that I end up doing absolutely nothing because I'm just kind of paralyzed by the amount of things that I have to do. So having little strategies to change my physiology is a really useful way for me to give the psychology a booster and get the at the end of the day, like you end up getting through workloads by having strategies like this which really help with the your motivation to start and as they say in the Shanukle to smile Latin Hebra a good start is half of the work and sometimes a lot of the time I would say that the most difficult thing is to get started pick a starting point and kind of get stuck into the work because it can seem like an overwhelming uh, hurdle to get over when you have loads of stuff on. Actually, I heard Ram Das quoting Albert Einstein before, and he said something along the lines of, I didn't arrive at my fundamental understanding of the universe through my rational thought process. And I think that the change in psychology that comes from changing the physiology really helps me to kind of snap out a little bit of the rational thought process that can that I can kind of fall into when I'm like in a kind of mechanical way of thinking, okay, this is what I need to do X, Y, and Z in this way. So as good as the the lists are for 
bit kind of guidance of like what I want to be working on at a certain point of time. Like, okay, today I'm going to work on answering my emails for this one and a half hours. And then after that, I'm going to take a break. And then for the next one and a half hours, I'm going to work on writing a blog post or recording a podcast. But ultimately, I think that the creative inspiration for doing those things and the motivation for kind of carrying on with projects when you're under pressure and the kind of inspiration for new ideas comes from the times whenever I kind of snap out of that and I think it's useful it's definitely useful for me to have some things in the back pocket that I can pull out to kind of achieve that change in physiology that has a positive impact on my psychology and in many ways I think that that's part of the reason why loads of people started jumping into the sea during COVID uh, you never feel bad after jumping into the sea despite how cold it might be but when you come out definitely gives me um, a bit of a psychological boost other things that I do to achieve this are to do my own training sessions or go for a long walk, go for a wee run, do the bit of stretching in the morning, even getting stuck into a book for half an hour or an hour to kind of break away from a job that may be taking forever or something that I feel uh, creatively stuck with. Just getting out of it for a while and doing something that changes the physiology and has a positive impact on the psychology by default then I think that's a really good thing to do and one thing that I would say about this is uh, to if you if you're going to try and do something like this yourself is to pick things that have a really low barrier to entry for example if you think that jumping into the sea is going to be class but the sea is like an hour's drive away and you're under pressure for time then that has kind of quite a high barrier to entry because you're going to have to organize yourself, get into the car, drive to the sea, jump in, get dried, drive all the way back again. And that's like a big effort compared to things like setting up a little space in your house where you can do a stretch anytime you want or um, building a wee meditation practice where you can just practice on breathing for a few minutes or... Another one that I've been practicing recently has been learning how to juggle with balls and with clubs and I can just have them at hand at any point and take a wee break and do a bit of juggling and even just doing that in a, in a very small way kind of helps to have a positive impact on the on the physiology of the body and of the psychology of the mind which in turn helps to keep a kind of fresh perspective on things and inject a bit of creative energy into whatever it is you're doing so that's the next one change the physiology to change the psychology and remember to do things that have a low barrier to entry for the activities that you want to do on a regular basis of course there are times whenever i've decided right i'm going to drive down to carry and walk up a mountain or go for a longer spin so i can go somewhere in particular but uh, it's good to have both but you definitely need to have the low barrier to entry things too the next thing on my list is something that i've actually been doing since i've been about 12 years of age and it was following on from a bit of advice that i got from our under 12 hurling coaches in st paul's at the time they were Seamus McGahey and Paul Crossy and they always told us to get our stuff ready for training and for matches the night before and on a very basic level I remember that doing this before matches and before training just helped me to sleep better I used to have this recurring nightmare when I was a kid that I was late for a match and the club and the pitch was a bit of a up kind of like a um <clears throat> long hill up the Shaw's road and the recurring dream that I had was that I got out of the house got out of bed realized that I was late for the match and started running up the street 
but that the street kept getting longer and longer and longer and by the time that I reached the gates of the clubhouse the match had already started my place had been given to someone else on the team and I had to stand on the sidelines and wait until half time I always seemed to get on after half time but uh, the dream the the most uh, scary part of the dream was uh, that the road kept getting longer and longer and I couldn't reach the clubhouse of the gate but anyway I got into the habit of getting my gear ready in the gear bag and having my helmet sitting on top of the gear bag and having the two hurls across the top of the bag as well at the door ready to go and that's something that I've kind of carried forward in life in general and when times have when I've kind of been under pressure for time then I've really relied on getting ready the night before getting the breakfast kind of set up or having the coffee equipment sitting out on the table so I can make my morning cup of coffee having the book on the desk and the journal open and my bag ready at the door to go out really has I suppose it's saved time in the morning on a basic level but it's also kind of allowed me to wake up and have things set up which is a good platform for the day especially when I've been doing the early morning training sessions in Ackley whenever we whenever I'm in doing the half six in the morning sessions I have to get up at our quarter to five have a bit of breakfast and drive into Cork City and get the place ready for the members who would be arriving around 20 past six or so so it's an early start and having things ready from the night before really helps me but even if I wasn't getting up that early I still like to have things organized take a little bit of time the night before before I go to bed just to set the next day up kind of feel like I'm getting a head start on the day whenever I've done that on that note just a quick word about preparing meals in advance I feel like it's a bit of a cliche in the health and fitness world now to talk about meal prep but I noticed that cooking lunch and dinner takes up quite a lot of time from preparing the food to cooking it eating it and then cleaning up afterwards and certainly making meals kind of in bulk saves a lot of time but sometimes I've even noticed that I haven't been in the headspace even to do that or I haven't allowed myself the time to cook I like to get into the habit of cooking loads of meals on Sunday and putting them in lunch boxes and sticking them in the freezer recently I haven't been doing that because I've been so busy but what I have been doing is just buying in meals that have been already made up there is um, a restaurant in Middleton called Sage that sells their meals ready made in super value and might be even another cliche to be saying about buying ready-made meals but actually they've been a really good addition to my week when I've been under a lot of time pressure of just been buying in five or six of them keeping them in the fridge and then on the days where I feel like I've forgotten to eat or haven't left myself enough time to cook and make dinner or I'm just too wrecked by the end of the day to start cooking something up at least I have something healthy in the fridge that I can eat it relates to what we were talking about earlier in terms of changing your physiology to change your psychology and having the lowest barrier to entry possible to do that when it comes to eating healthily and eating in a way that's going to sustain your energy for whatever it is you need to put your efforts into then having good food at hand is very important and having a low barrier to entry to getting that food is just as important as having the good food at hand so one way or another it is good to have food that's ready to go when you're under time pressure during the week you can do that by well i've done it by cooking in bulk on sunday or buying in meals and having them ready to go and i've even done it before where i've cooked like loads of a really basic meal like something like lasagna and frozen it and kept it in the freezer and just take it out the night before just reducing the amount of effort it takes to eat healthily whenever the pressure's on and that is a part of the next thing that I have on my list which is to sort of design a process or a system for getting things done so a part of my process for getting through these times is to spend a few minutes before I go to bed setting up for the next day and then getting to sleep uh, at a reasonable hour 
getting up in the morning and as I described earlier, the little morning routine and being able to block out time for the different tasks that I want to achieve in the day and schedule in rests and also a cutoff time are all part of the process that, that, that helped me navigate periods of heavy workload. In some way, the next one that I have is connected with uh, building the process and the system that I can lean on to give a bit of certainty in times whenever there seems like an overwhelming amount of work. But the next one is that I spend a bit of time tidying up and reducing the amount of clutter that I have in the house. Sometimes whenever I get really busy, I tend just to eat and leave the dishes sitting there or just allow kind of things to pile up over time. So especially when I know that I'm heading into a busy period, I'll make the effort to clean the house, reduce the amount of clutter and to put things in their place and have things handy so that I can use them and put them back in a kind of tidy way that helps to maintain a bit of tidiness. And at the same time, I'm looking at the kitchen right now and it is like a bomb hit it. So I'm going to make the effort later on to clean it up because I know tomorrow morning I'm going to be getting up a quarter to five to go in and do the morning shift. But at the end of the day, I've got this on my list, tidy up and reduce clutter. But at the same time, I try not to let the fact that I need to clean the kitchen right now get in the way of doing the things that I have in my uh, prioritized list. And right now, the thing that was on top of my prioritized list was to make this podcast episode. So... I suppose from the time that I was studying from my GCSEs and my A-levels back in Belfast that I remember times when I literally did every single thing that I could do apart from studying or apart from writing out an essay or whatever it is I had to do and that probably branched into the procrastination zone. So I suppose this one comes with a bit of a caveat. Keep the place tidy and reduce clutter, but at the same time, keep focused on the prioritized list and get the important things done. Having said that, I am going to clean the kitchen later. Eek. Okay, the next one is something that maybe uh, sometimes not the best at, and that is to ask for help. I am very grateful to the close friends and co-workers and members of the family that have helped me out big time over the last number of weeks and during different periods of time whenever the going was getting tough but for sure asking for help is a piece of advice that I can stand behind and it doesn't always have to be help with the work that needs to get done but it can just be taking the opportunity to share with someone what's going on and how you're feeling about things and also asking people for help actually to come in and um, give you a hand whenever you could really do with a bit of help my friend Lindsay was in doing a mural the other day and um another friend in helping to clean the gym and Billy was in doing a bit of work in the gym over the last number of weeks as well and even just having people around doing stuff was a massive booster because I remember sitting in the gym by myself looking at the state of the place looking at my list thinking about all the different things that had to get done and there was nobody else around and my motivation was minus 100 and the overwhelm was at full capacity so even just having people around for a few days was a big booster to the motivation and also really helped me get through the workload of that particular week. So asking for help is definitely something that uh, I can recommend whenever you're going through a hard time. And that help can come in different forms. On the other side of that coin, offering a hand to your friends whenever they seem like they're going through 
a difficult period is indeed a very noble and kind thing to do. And I suppose you never really know what impact that you're having on someone when you are lending them a hand. A small effort on our part might have a massively positive impact on somebody else's day and in turn on how they're coping with periods of high stress. Which leads us neatly into the next thing that I have on my list. The next strategy really is more of a question and the question is, am I making things more difficult for myself than they should be? When I wrote that one down, I was thinking about over-engineering stuff, making things more complicated than they need to be or adding things onto the prioritized list that really they're not really going to offer a lot of value in relation to the amount of time and effort that it's going to take to do them. And I suppose not asking for a hand from people around is also another way of making things more difficult than they need to be. So I think it's a good question to ask. I certainly feel the value of asking myself that question wherever I've got a lot of things on the go. Am I making things more difficult for myself? Are there certain things that I feel are priorities right now that maybe in reality they can wait for a while? And the next one really, which is the last one that I have on my list is to lean into the work. This is bringing us full circle from the point in the chat at the beginning where I was telling us about my sleepless night where I was up looking how much it was going to cost to buy a camper van and thinking about just disappearing into the sunset and leaving all my troubles behind to the point where I did the soul search and decided that I really believed in the work that I was doing and wanted to stay involved with the various projects that I have on the go at the minute through all of the things that we just discussed in relation to the strategies and routines that I've been using to navigate this recent challenging period to the point where I realized that if I've decided to stay involved with the projects that I'm involved in and I've reaffirmed my passion and desire to continue in the work that I'm doing and that I have kind of come to the realization that there is a process that I'm going to have to go through to keep things back on track and move things on to the next level then one of the best things that I've kind of been reminding myself of is to lean in to the work rather than pull away from the work and that's why I've spent so much time building a process and developing the strategies that allow me to continue to work creatively in the various projects that I have on the go and I suppose that creativity spans setting the side the time aside to do the more mundane tasks of cleaning moving stuff around hanging stuff on the walls to the more creative side of things of thinking of strategies of how to kind of fortify against uh, catastrophic events happening in the business that result in us having to close for an extended period or different ways of uh, achieving goals or kind of coming up with creative aspects of the various projects that I'm involved in or whatever the case may be the first time that I had this realization of leaning into the work was back in 2014 when Ackley had been on the go for one year and we were up to our eyeballs in shit really like because of the way that the business had gone in the first year much of it was to do with inexperience the inexperience that comes with never having run a business before and having to manage the different aspects of it 
And I suppose it was in part because of the fact that having been inexperienced that I was doing things the way that I thought they were supposed to be done a part uh, as kind of instead of doing them in a way that I really believed in and I suppose we had to go through that process of doing things a certain way before realizing that this wasn't the way that I really wanted to be doing them in the long run so from that point I was like there's a lot of work to do here I'm committed to doing it I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to put the time aside and build the routines in my day to give myself the opportunity to do it but if I'm gonna commit to it in this way then I want to do it in a way that I believe in in a way that resonates with me in a way that is going to make the whole thing sustainable because at the end of the day your long-term participation in a project comes down to your motivation to stay involved your motivation to stay involved comes from enjoying what you're doing believing in what you're doing and doing it in a way that you feel that you're using your unique kind of creative powers to do it in a way that like feels good if you feel like you're being creative and you feel like you're being effective and you feel like you're doing it in a way that represents your unique self I suppose is a way that you could put it and that really sums it up for me whenever I've been facing challenges and times I've done the soul searching to make sure I still want to continue on the path that I'm on put the strategies in place that allow me to do it and then absolutely just go for it do it in a way that I believe in do it in a way that's going to be fun and enjoyable and do it in a way that ultimately I can look back and be proud of the way the process that I went through to get it done and the results that came out from doing it that way I kind of feel like I've been in tunnel vision mode for the last number of months I certainly have planned times when I was away and able to open up and meet people and kind of let the hair down like going to a couple of festivals here and there but when it comes to getting the work done in the Ackley Palestine project then coming back and getting Ackley Cork back on track and doing work to get the podcast back out on a regular basis I have been kind of working my way through the the list of things that I've decided that are the the, the most important things to do and in some ways I kind of feel like I've just been exploring this little world that I've built around myself and that's where the various things that I've gone through in this episode have come through but being in tunnel vision mode has been good for me to explore these things but at the same time I'm not sure how relevant they actually are going to be to anyone else who happens to be listening to this podcast just working on the basis that I suppose we all go through things slightly differently but at the same time that there are uh, things that we kind of experience in common and I guess professional or work related overload and overwhelm are probably very common things in this day and age so hopefully I've gone through something that might be of use to you and if you're still listening thank you very much for sticking it out this far on this extended solo run episode of the rebel matters podcast feel free to get in touch via instagram uh, if you would like to reach out or give any feedback about this episode and if you do happen to be going through a difficult time at the minute then go back to the very first point that we had here and remind yourself that whatever you're going through is temporary and your own self-worth is infinitely greater than any of the challenges that you might be facing right now also 
on a serious note, if you are going through a difficult time, then make the effort to reach out to someone if you think that talking to someone is going to make a difference and uh, don't keep things building up inside yourself. Talking always helps and getting things off the chest definitely always helps as well. And there's always someone that you can talk to over a cup of tea or over the phone or whatever the case may be. And I think that brings today's episode to a conclusion. So, Gurkhead, Milamayagavakarja, for listening. Thanks a million to all of the listeners of the podcast and all of the supporters of the podcast. And I'm really hoping that I'm going to be back soon with another episode of the show. I've got some recordings that have already been done that we haven't released yet. So, I'm going to get the chance to get through them and stick them out there as soon as we can. So, Gigi and Kedarella, Akarja Kiel, Gurmilamayagav, August, Kenny Fury.